My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. We're on issue nine right now with your hosts, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. So this week's been... Uh, right, last week we need to address some stuff. And, well, with this week as well. It's, we had some heartbreaking, devastating um, things happen to us. Really? It wasn't heartbreaking, it was just annoying. Yeah, okay, we'll say it was annoying. So basically, this show goes out on Saturdays. Saturday mornings, 11am. 11am, always plugging, just so you know. If you listen on Rewind, want to listen live, there you go. Fab International Radio. Exactly. And we pre-record this Thursdays, and then usually there's nothing on that Friday or, you know, the very early mornings of Saturday that, like, make the show dated or anything. Apart from, you know, when an Avengers 4 trailer drops on the Friday. I was, I was mortified. And we look like way out of lumps when we're still, oh yeah, but Captain Marvel though, what trailer? I was, I was, I was mortified. Like that, it was devastating because we could literally see it and we're like, no, we know it's coming up. And we've got the shows coming out There's, tomorrow. There was nothing we could do about it, but we were like, oh. It's just so annoying. It's like, do we force a recorded bit at the end, which clearly sounds like from a different point? Going, ah, so that's what. And I, I've, I've agonised about whether or not to talk about it, say, and just pretend that it hadn't happened and yes, not acknowledge that we pre-record. But it was so annoying as it well. It was so obvious. On the show as well, we talked about how it didn't happen on Wednesday or something. And we, we were like saying, when the trailer comes out, and it had come out, and it was like, oh. You know, what, you know what's going to happen as well? The Buddy Far From Home trailer is probably going to drop, like... Today, tomorrow, whenever. You know what? With uh, space and time anymore, I don't even know what Wibbly to talk wobbly, about. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Exactly. I don't even know what to how to address it anymore on this. But anyway, today's show is going to be a little bit different. I'm a bit freaked out, Fraser. We we we've we've messed with the format of the we've show. Messed with the format. And, we've, and, um, and I'm, I'm scared. We so don't know. You what. might have to hold me at some point. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. It's a bit like when Barry Allen goes back in time, messes with the timeline, tries to fix it. Hopefully, like, the repairs we've made still make it a good show, or we might have New 52. Or, or, or you know, I, I, I'm a little bit scared that I'll end up with, like, four arms or something. Yeah, or something, or, like, a different version of ourselves. Like, I might go blonde or something and be evil. I might have hair. You might have hair. You might get hair this time. Oh, that'd be nice. I haven't had hair since I was 27. Wow. So, <laughs> to explain how it's going to be different, we're going <laughs> oh, to yeah, start off, because two films came out this week that we both checked in a cool little double bit. We had a double bit, it was well good. It was awesome. So the we first, didn't sit on the back row. Just the so first that. section of this show is usually, the, like, we do a little sp- we do a little bit of a spiel, like a, a general chit-chat. We do. But now it's been upgraded to Captain Chit Chat. Captain Chit Chat. He sounds like a hell of a superhero. <laughs> the kind of superhero kind of that will talk you to death. Yes, and we'll probably on a radio show just like this. <laughs> That's true. Do you, want about- me, do you want me to call you Captain Chit Chat from now on, oh, Fraser? I would like that, maybe. It's the week of the week with Mark and Captain Chit Chat. 
So we're going to talk about those two films in sort of review format, and then we'll play a song, and then we'll go to the news. Unfortunately, we've both pulled and passed on Polo Pass this week. We've pulled it from the show. We're passing on it this week. And then we're going to get, in the end, we're going to go to Trade Off, because Trade Off, Paul and Pass was a bit, like, I was looking at this week. There's a, a few ones that seemed interesting, like issue ones by that, I mean, but there wasn't enough to sort of, like, justify it, like, cramming it into the show. It's a yeah, we, we only get an hour, and I've got a lot to say about Aquaman and Spider-Verse. So, exactly. So, we're going to start in alphabetical order. Okay. Mainly because I know the second one, like, ah! Aquabetic order. Aquabetic order. Just start. Just start talking about Aquaman. Well, I want to acknowledge our self-high five first, Fraser. We, on the very first show, we decided that we had we had a a little bit of a disagreement, didn't we? And um, well, you dissed animation, so. Well, I didn't diss animation. I expect I expressed cynicism at the cinema goers' affection for animation. Basically, dissed animation in posh in posh terms. There, in posh. No, no, it wasn't my, my, shallow and pedantic. No, no, it was my opinion of people, not my opinion of cinema. Mm. I've got a low opinion of people, but I don't have a low opinion of anyway. Um, so basically, Fraser thinks that in their opening week, Spider Verse will do better than Aquaman, and I think that in their opening week, Aquaman will do better than the Spider Verse. I may have to double check this. You might have already checked this, but I can't remember if it was opening weekend and overall, or just overall, or just. I think it was just opening weekend, but we might have to well, re-listen gonna, to the show. Yeah, we'll do a best of three because <laughs> because as of next week it will be the time that I get to give myself a self high five live on this show. That's what you think. Yeah. So for yourself. Anyway, what do you think of Aquaman? Well, Aquaman was. For me, it was a highlight of the not-so-hot Justice League film. I liked him. He was a likeable anti-hero. He was kind of a, an everyman with superpowers, and it, and it helps that he's pretty. So I was kind of looking forward to it more than I have been for any DC film for a while. And, um, yeah, it was all right. It was... How was Momoa as <laughs> Pleasant. Oh I enjoyed him. Was it last week you like said, oh, I get to see Momoa topless, so it's fine anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pleasant. Um, it was perfectly watchable. I mean, it wasn't as good as Wonder Woman. It wasn't. Yeah. But it was good for a DC film, because their DCU isn't, Yeah. to me, isn't They like to put the E as well, DCE. DCU, whatever. E. And you know, it got some big names in it. Nicole Kidman, Willem Dafoe. Exactly. I, I, I didn't believe it was Nicole Kidman. I, I was like, that, look, that, that actor looks like like Nicole Kidman. They've managed to find a lookalike. No, they go for big uh, stars in these DC um, EU films, to be fair. And they managed yeah. to pull him in. I think the the light, the last night, the dark, the dark night sort of helps go like okay these are and while the build, building of the MCU and like more superhero films coming out, you know Rats is like yeah I kind of want to part of this yeah and obviously Willem Dafoe's been Norman Osborn and yes and there was Dolph Lundgren in it as well Dolph Lundgren he was a, he was a heavily helmeted Dolph yeah. Lundgren and I didn't spot it was Dolph Lundgren oh my goodness I just saw his face. I just heard his voice and then saw his face and was like oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Dolph got, got yeah. Dolph's getting work. Bless exactly. him. 
But no, I w- yeah, I will say it was definitely more on the Wonder Woman side than the Suicide Squad side of the DCEU. Yeah. And it was, like, it's cool to see because this is the films I feel like the DCEU need to do more is, like, establishing their characters because they're really good at it. Like, Wonder Woman is well-established. Wonder Woman and her world, which are two very big things um, to establish in this universe because the place makes the person um, with these films, especially with like when it's the Amazonians, it's Atlantic, you need to know that background and it's sort of, I think that's what suffered in Justice League for Aquaman's character, like yeah. the ones we've already seen, like um, Superman, we know about uh, his backstory, we know about his We, we do, Earth but his ho- backstory was horribly rushed. But we know his Earth home and we know his you yeah. know, Kryptonian home so yeah. we know the two like the world he's lived in and what he's been through. Similar with Batman, again, you could say that previous movies have helped more, but he Mm. was established in Mm. Batman v Superman. Wonder Woman got an established thing. Flash sort of had the TV show, so sort of people were okay, like... But it was a different Flash. Yeah, yeah, a different Flash, but people know that backstory. Aquaman's had nothing since, well, dodgy 90s and naughty stuff. But no one's really sort of... Like, what is Atlantis? Atlantis is a lot of things. It's been used in a lot of different shows and films, but we've not seen Aquaman's or what it means to him. And seeing this, I feel like this would have benefited Justice League if this was before Justice League. Yeah, I was going to say something Although, the story does take place after Justice League, but you could easily just swoop him around. Don't mention one thing. They mention one thing about Justice League. Don't mention that one thing, and then it would have been great. And I think... The action in this was incredible, but it, yeah, uh, the effects and, were yeah. out of this world as and well. And it's James Wan as well. Like the director was really wanting, like that was his sole focus was the action and stuff like that. And he's come off films like Fast and Furious, so you could sort and you could sort of tell like the way that sort of went around. And yeah, yeah. it was always interesting where the camera moved because like when the camera literally like it always circles around and stuff like that, and you can sort of fully get into this. Like, the, be- world. the best scene, as far as I'm concerned, was the. Um, was the rooftop chase in Sicily? Yeah, yeah. That was outstanding. That that was a beautiful piece of indulgent action cinema. Yeah, I loved it, just, it. Yeah, it was brilliant because it like literally followed its stuff. They released it um, a few a short clip of it before, and it was like marketed as a trailer, but it was basically just showing that set piece. And I feel yeah. like that's a great set piece to show someone yeah. to sort of yeah. to let, convey the kind of action and sort of like filmmaking it's going to show you and like what you're going to see on screen it was really cool and then if you liked that you stay around for the yeah. cool effects of and the, the, there was a character in it Black Manta um, that he he was very close to his dad no more spoilers than that but basically this was a film about family it was a yeah. it was more about in a lot of ways, it was more about Aquaman's human dad and Atlantean mum than it was actually about Aquaman because yeah. it was kind of like their story, and the very end was the culmination of their story, his yeah. mum and dad, and that was brilliant. But they also had the family element with the with the uh, the bad guy as well, Ocean Master. Yeah, and so it was definitely a film about family, but with loads and loads of crazy action scenes, and I liked that. I really did like that. Family guy. So that's the good stuff. Interesting. Have you got any more good stuff before I start to tear it a new one? Interesting for you. Go on. So, did you know that Arthur Curry Aquaman and Bruce Wayne Batman, their dads have the same name? Because so, it's just a it's just a common thing in the DC universe. Like Uh, because it's like you know the big thing about Batman v Superman was like, 
Martha. And he's like, why'd you say that name? He's like, oh, but our mums have the same name. Let's be friends. So right. Maybe like Batman and Aquaman met up and was like, hey, our dads have the same names. And that's how the Justice League is formed. What's your dad's name? Patrick. Mine's Christopher, so we can't be friends. No, we can't be friends in the DCEU. Devoed. Isn't it? I quite liked you up until that point. I know. Yeah. Well, now we have to fight. Devoed. So, yeah, um, have you got any bad stuff? Because I've got a whole no, notebook I'm worth. Quite, I'm, quite a, I'm quite a positive guy. Right, here's the thing. The fisherman. The yeah. scene with the fisherman. Um, this is a bit of a spoiler. Um, I've been doing so well so far. A guy goes in to a king's chambers and there are no bodyguards, so the king gets killed. That is not how kings work. Kings would have a hundred bodyguards before you could get anywhere near him to kill him. That really annoyed me. Really, really annoyed yeah, but wasn't me. It was a massive. Yes, but it was a massive, massive plot hole. There was no one. There was literally no one to. To do anything about it, he had no bodyguards at all, and that's... I'm pretty sure they killed the bodyguards as well. Yeah, but they would have had enough bodyguards that the guy who killed the king would be killed. I just found it ridiculous. I just thought that was ridiculous. I'm feeling it might be a bit nitpicky, but I understand where you come from. And there was also a massively, massively high body count for various... Um, uh, uh, sea people. There were seven kingdoms. Various people from the seven kingdoms. And it wasn't really acknowledged at all. There was no emotion about war and how it kills hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people. Um, oh, I never forgot. One thing I did like about this was how, why the Atlanteans didn't like humans because we're basically ruining the ocean, which is very oh, yeah, true. That's, that's perfectly... And I liked that because it's like all these plastics and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, yeah. we are killing the ocean. We are. Know? There was definitely environmental message, but it wasn't the main... There was a poke, but it wasn't... It wasn't forced, and it wasn't like, oh my goodness, this whole film. Yeah, well, it wasn't... Nice little things, and it was used for the story, because obviously the the story is that... Captain Planet level. There's a a war between the Atlanteans and the sea people, the the land people. A land and sea sort of battle sort of coming together. I, I found the body count and lack of acknowledgement of death a little bit disturbing. Um, there was a huge wars and many, many dead people and very, very little to, to none acknowledgement of the horrors of war. And, and I know it wasn't a film about war, but it just felt a little bit icky, the body count without... That kind of thing. I think it's one of those things. So you could say the same thing about four, really, because they have a lot of wars yeah. and that, and it's just always sort all, of like all the characters were kings, queens, and superheroes. There were no grunts. There were no everyman characters, and I do feel it struggled from that. Yeah, I think that's the thing with the like the DC. The DC thing is gods in the human world. Like yeah, in human roles, like trying gods trying to be humans. And Marvel is humans trying to be gods. Like they have the gods' powers, but they're still human. Another little things that annoyed me um, that I never truly felt that there was a that Aquaman is in real peril. He's quite really? overpowered. I, no, I thought he was because he's he is overpowered to humans. But then as soon as he goes into uh, like Atlantis, he's like, yeah, I've not been here my entire life. People are way better trained than me. But it, that and, didn't come across in the fight scenes. I, I, I thought it did. Like there was a lot of it where, like, um, 
Yeah, he seemed re- not in peril, but like obviously because you're like, well, he's got to be king because you know it's the way it, like it works. But like he was being really tested and stuff like that, and obviously he's still powerful because he's the chosen king. He's supposed to be that way, but he gets captured really easily. Like it's not 500 guards on it. It's like literally, I think one gets him, manages to get him. It might like it might be caught off guard, but even still, like one guard managed to take down the king of Atlantis. He wasn't the king of Atlantis at that point. Yeah, but like he the future king. No, but he's the chosen king. He's supposed to be the king. Like, don't get me wrong. I liked the film. Just some stuff like. Maybe I'm. Maybe I am being nitpicky, but people not getting the bends when they went up through the water too fast, and the, the the battle scenes being far too close to the surface. The kind of battles that they were having underwater would have caused tidal waves. Stuff like that not not working and being. I don't know. I am being nitpicky. I did enjoy the film. It's not a film that will change my life. It's not a film I will watch a lot of times, but it was quite fun. Yeah. No. Like. Just to go back to the story, because I completely forgot about it until like halfway through, you were going through your stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I did like the the villains, um, villains' methods and what the villains' motivations. That was the word. Sort of partly made sense because obviously human. I was like, okay, humans are destroying the earth, and then there seemed to be a human attack. But then, like Aquaman is literally he represents both halves of this war, so he he's the only one who can sort of stop the war from happening. So it, mm. it was a it was a cool like the plot was there which it wasn't in Suicide Squad which was my first like <laughs> tick off the box going okay I'm I can settle in now because for the whole time in Suicide Squad my main thing was that was I kept trying to find the plot and trying to find the plot and it then the film ended so like with some of these films now because um, that film really got me I'm just like as long as it's got a plot to start off with and something I can follow then I'm fine and then the, yeah. the plot was really great. And like you can see both sides of it, and yeah, it was good times. Good times. It was watchable. It was definitely a good film. It wasn't a great. Film. I'd recommend it. If you guys watched Aquaman this week, uh, let us know on either Facebook, Twitter. Shout it from the rooftops. Just say, hey, Mark Fraser, lights it. Maybe we'll hear it. Maybe the second film we watched, which I was very, very, very excited about, was Spider-Man: Enter the Spider-Verse. Now I'm going to let Mark start on this one. What did you think of it? Well, it was just wonderful, wasn't it? Oh, it my was, goodness. It was a fantastic amazing, film. Amazing, spectacular. It was. It was amazing and spectacular. It was the ultimate. It was, it was great. Um, and the, the thing that grasped me from the start was the way that they used different types of animation to emphasise different things and as backgrounds for different characters. And it was really, really clever, really, really kind of like subtle swaps from different side, different, different styles. But it wasn't hokey and it could have been. Yeah. That could have been really hokey and it wasn't. Oh, it was beautiful. It was like the anime, yeah, the animation style that they went for. It's like, say, each character had the, because we had an anime character and they were like sort of in that sort of element. Yeah. Spider Gwen. And they all had it from their comic book as well. Like it was all yeah. their comic book art. And this was really a com- like a comic turned into animation because they yeah. even had the, the thought bubbles, which I loved. As soon as like Miles gets bit by the spider, he starts developing thought bubbles and like his thoughts are, we can see him all whenever he talks it's all like that and one thing that's really cool is whenever they like whack themselves on their thing or something or like brush something off there's a little thing that appears and stuff like that like it would in a comic book or yeah but again not too much not not, too not, not, not like yeah and not over egging or anything just at the right times Subtleties and stuff and it was it was 
really slick. A yeah. really it slick piece smooth. of animation. Yeah, yeah. And I, and um, the story was great. It was genuinely touching in a lot of parts. Uh, I loved their interpretation of Aunt May, played by Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Yes, yes, please. Oh yeah, I was Lily totally Tomlin wrong. As Aunt I was May. totally wrong. It wasn't um, Madame Webb. It was totally. It was Aunt May, and she was ace. She was, was badass, that. Aunt May. But it made loved sense her. as well because I um, know oh, I'll talk about it later. Go on, you carry on. And, and and Nicolas Cage as, as Spider-Man yes. Noir, he was brilliant. Nicolas Cage is either excellent or diabolical when he's in any film. There's no kind of middle ground Nicolas have seen, Cage. Have you seen that Community episode? I don't want to. Oh, it's hilarious. It's like I've had one of the assignments for his course is to say whether... The, there's no answer to whether he's a good or bad actor and he tries to work out whether he's good or bad he's like he's good in this and then he's bad in this what is Nicolas Cage and it just breaks him well it's true and he was exceptional in this he, oh, yeah. he, he, he was brilliant he's found his mould with these superhero films because he was in he was in Teen Titans Go as well oh, okay. finally got to be Superman and I think it's yeah perfect uh, bit of voice animation and I, I really liked the they, they cleverly acknowledged and kind of poked fun at the origin story thing. We've seen mm. Spider-Man's origin too many times now. Yeah. And they, they were like, this is my origin, blah de blah de blah de blah and it was, You know it, this. Yeah, and it, they said, uh, you know this. And it kept saying, let's do this one last time. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was, it was very clever, very sweet. I was very impressed. Very, very impressed. Loved everyone's origin as well. Yes. They were all brilliant. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, no, sorry, I got... I was... Are you done? Was that I'm not done. I've got my bad stuff. Oh, then get out. <laughs> There's no bad stuff here. Only positive. Uh... 100%. So, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this. I really... I was happy to see that it was a mile story because I was a bit worried when it was, like, super, super Spider-Verse from these chairs. Like, oh, are we still going to get a mile? And I was, like, blow those thoughts out. It was definitely a mile story. And it was a really cool, interesting way to tell Miles' origin because they mixed so many different sto- like stories. And this character is a Brian Michael Bendis character and they used a lot of Brian Michael Bendis' stuff to yeah. sort of force into that. He even got a little cameo on his phone that said B. Bendis. I was like, wait. Hey, yeah, I clocked that. I was like, nice. But they used to sort of his ultimate uh, origin, especially with the <laughs> death of uh, the original Peter Parker. But... Yeah, that, that, that shocks me. I was yeah. like, oh, they, they did kill him. Yeah, and they used... So they used the re, the motivation behind this portal being opened. They used it... Um, they used the Spider-Men 2 storyline, which I was very interested about, but all part of it anyway, with Kingpin trying to get, like, his family. And I was like... Yeah. Oh, and I was like, that's pretty cool, because that was very, very recent. And then the stuff from Spider-Verse that they only sort of used was literally getting different Spider-People, because yeah. that's a Dan Slott story, and that's very crazy. It's about, like, these vampire-type, like, spider-eaters that are trying to eat all the Spider-People, which would have been a bit crazy to see on screen. There was none of that. But no, they sort of just, they went with, yeah, and then, like, the Spider-Men stuff, uh, the, again, they took from Sp- the original Spider-Man as well, just that dynamic between Peter Parker and Miles. Yeah, and I really enjoy that, and I love that we're seeing more of that. Like we've seen it in the fil- in the game, Spider-Man game, that Miles and Fingy dynamic. And I think the game probably primed people for Spider-Verse as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like more and more people know what Miles, who Miles is. Um, he was a big, he was a big character when he came to comics as well, because the inspiration was 
from um, Donald Glover and like Barack Obama and there's this big mm-hmm. thing of like oh my goodness we're getting a black Spider-Man this is really cool and now that he's getting into more media he's getting discovered even more and I think this well, is technically we're getting a mixed race Spider-Man yeah yeah and um, Barack Obama's mixed race yeah yeah and it's like it's incredible to you know have that representation and it's a brilliant thing as well because um we have had universe stuff before, like Spider-Verse stuff before, like in games as well, going back to Shattered Dimensions where we've got to see four Spider-Man. And that's a great introduction to me. Like there's so many different Spider-People, like mm. almost for everyone and telling different stories. Like Spider-Man Noir is like that detective, uh, Sp- uh, <laughs> Spider-Ham, Peter Porker is that cheesy cartoon sort of thing. But like in a more serious note, you've got Spider-Gwen, um, who's played Spider-Woman, now he's Ghost Spider in the comics. And Miles Morales Spider-Man, you've got those different representations there. You know, like girls can look up and be like, "I could be a Spider Woman." Yeah, yeah. And any anyone, um, any boy can see, "I can be a Spider-Man." I can even be a like, I see myself in Peter Parker. I see myself in Miles. It doesn't have to, you know. We said before when we when we talked on Trade Off about I think Kramer's last one. Anyone can be back. Not anyone can be behind the mask. It that like it. It usually has to be Peter Parker, but it has to be someone with good intentions. Yeah. But now, yeah, like anyone can look up to a Spider-Man and sort of see themselves or a Spider-Person and see themselves, which I really think is great to see because it's just nice to see self-represented and mm, this film so. did that incredibly. And like we say, I just, I can't, and I just want to, oh, I, I had to note this down because it'd be terrible if we forgot this but Stanley's cameo in this is I was incredible. about that that was one of my bad bits I spoiler, wasn't ready spoiler there I is, wasn't ready spoiler there is a um, there, I think I said it before I know Spider-Man dies but if you know Miles Morales' origin story you kind of already knew that well one of the Peter Parker dies but they basically have this store for like where they sell costumes and it was really good so in Miles Morales' origin he does buy a Spider-Man costume and starts trying to be Spider-Man like yeah. he learns this was really cool as well. So in the comics, he he learns just from like YouTube videos, and he sort of has to work out by himself. And he does go to at the time I think it's Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy, but I'm sure she's dead by then. In the Ultimate comics, she goes to Mary Jane. She definitely goes to Aunt May to, to he goes to them to work out how to be Spider Man, what Peter did, and all this. And he like discovers the web shoot there. So that was a nice touch that he went to them. But I also like that he had the other Spider people teach him how to be a you know, a spider yeah. person. That was again it made the origin a bit more concrete and like, okay, now I'm ready for this. But yeah, so he takes the costume and he tries to be it and everyone's like, Oh, that's in bad taste, oh bad taste. But like every they didn't page do that is in bad film, taste. Though. But everyone had this well, this costume is like sort of like a remembrance remembrance yeah. thing and there was a big ceremony for him and stuff like that. And he kept with that costume until he made his own and I thought that was really cool, and, Sp- and Stanley was selling those costumes, and it was. He says, "Yeah, I wasn't ready for he that." He says this nice little thing about us, it. like mean, it's something like me and him, or you know, me and him met once, or like we had a close connection and stuff like that. And it was just like, oh, Stan the man, because this is the sec- this is a second cameo I think he's done since his passing, because he was in Wreck It Ralph, and even that that was a nice like he literally his character literally walks across when they're in this oh my Disney thing, and it was like. He's still a presence, you know what I mean? He's still there, and it's he always will his be. impacts there, which was I thought was great. Anyway, I was like, oh man, he's still there, man. The only nitpick I have about this film, and it's a tiny one, and it's it's because I'm a grumpy grown up. Uh, I thought that Spider Ham was too much. 
I felt that Penny Parker gave you the comedy element and that Spider-Ham was too much. Well, like, I feel like that's for you, though, because, like, so you'll find Penny Parker hilarious, but some people might not find that funny, and, like, vice versa. But there was plenty of comic relief with all the other characters. All the other characters were funny and clever and witty. It didn't need I think it's got to be free. You've got to have free for free, because you've got three main characters who are, like, the three main trio, and then the three... Otherwise, you're not... Yeah, but it could have been a different Spider-Man. It could have been Spider-Man 2099. No, because he's a serious character. Exactly. No, he, we've no, got, but that's we've the got thing. enough no, comedy no, no, in that need, film. No, the three main ones, because otherwise you're taking away from the three main ones, and if you have four main ones, you've got to go into Miguel O'Hare's whole story. At like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm a defender of Spider-Man. We're so. not going to agree on no, this. But I I'm thought it was yeah, too much. but I'm just putting it out there that saying, like, don't, like, I disagree very strongly. Yeah, I, I Because just, I think this... Someone will, was fun. Someone will find one of those three characters funny. Like, you're going to find... Like, someone is going to find one of them three funny. And if you're watching that film, you're going to find one of them three... Like, you may find all three funny like I did. You may only find two out of three funny. You may only find one out of... But I thought there's it one there for everyone. I thought it was great because a lot of people, when the trailer came out, were like, oh my goodness, we're getting Spider-Ham, this is great. And it just shows the kind of wacky fun feeling they're going for they'll come for spider-ham and then they'll maybe stay for penny park like, oh, okay she was funny mm-hmm. as well we're not gonna i agree. agreed with that we're not anyway send me a little bit of a if you want to don't know the post credit scene there was Sp- i told you spider-man 2099 probably there was a, there was a uh, funny little spider-man he's not, gonna, he's not gonna be in this film and it's gonna be terrible because of it and then post credit scene wrapped up and then boom it was it was yeah the post credit scene was a lot of fun there you go yellow hair mate it is time for the news and big big news we've already talked about it before we're a bit late to the game now because of uh, we're we're, we're only eight days late don't you even just so the avengers 4 trailer See, I don't want to say finally dropped. I'm not one of these people who are like, Oh my goodness, I need a trailer right now. I'm just like, hey, when you've got this trailer, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be cool. Like, I'm down to see the film anyway. I did have a bit of a stop when we went to see Aquaman and it didn't have the trailer on the big screen. So I've only seen it on YouTube. I've not seen it. Well, that's why why most people have probably seen it because, like, sometimes it comes to the cinema later than it does on Fingy. So I was a bit skeptical whether we were going to see it. I really wanted it. it When we didn't see it for anything, the Spider-Verse part of me was like, oh, maybe they're just sharing animations. Like, eh, yeah, Don't get me wrong, I'm excited about gonna... Battle Angel Alita, yeah. but I've seen that trailer many times yeah. now. I wanted, and the th- wanted the thing is with, trailer. The thing is, for the most part, with trailers and cinemas, they'll do what's coming out, like, soon, soon, because obviously it's business for them, and they're like, we don't really care. Like, we know you've got your money for Avengers, and that money's not coming to us until April, so we're going to show you other stuff. Although there was, I don't have to like it. The one I used to work at, we used to always show, like, Star Wars and Avengers. Like, probably when Avengers, like, when the Avengers Endgame does come out, you'll see a Star Wars trailer, like, and all that. Or they'll, sure. they'll go for the full shebang. I remember seeing Force Awakens and seeing the trailer for the next Marvel movie I think it was like Civil War or something it might have been Age of Ultron and being like oh my goodness this is like seeing all these amazing trailers and then being like okay now I'm ready for Force Awakens there wasn't even a Captain Marvel trailer though which I thought was a bit odd yeah again March though innit so they're probably Mm. all the other ones are recent but Avengers 4 trailer what did you think well we had a thing on our um, 
A bingo. Yeah, we had a bingo. A bingo. We had a thingo bingo on our uh, on our Facebook page, and the uh, the bingo that I went for, you could pick like from lots of different things. But I had Hawkeye, Captain Marvel, Rocket cocks a gun, title reveal, and Pepper with a baby. I went for things I wanted to see rather than things that I expected to see. And I got two out of five. I got Hawkeye, or is that Ronan? Ronan. Um, and I got title reveal, obviously. Little bit. The most most disappointed was that there was no rocket at all. No rocket. No no Batista. Wow. Well, I know. No, that's that's the thing. There was no Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, there's a bit of Nebula. Yeah, but she's kind of like just outside of. Just the, there, there were none of the actual five guardians. The OG one, the original one. Yeah, so uh, I wonder whether that was deliberate. Although most of them had faded, hadn't they? There was yeah, just yeah, Rocket yeah. left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rocket's the only one left. Uh, that's true. Left. So they could have only really had Rocket. Rocket or Nebula. Well, yeah, we're going to I'm just, de- I'm just devoted that there's no Rocket in it. Yeah. Because I like Rocket. Rocket's pretty cool. He's got a nice face. It was, yeah. I really... What I liked about the trailer was when it appeared on YouTube, it didn't say the... Name of it on it, it just said Avengers trailer. So I was like, oh, this is yeah, cool. and then, and then it did like, the name oh, they're gonna like, reveal, <gasps> and then they revealed it at the end of Endgame. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool because it was kind of like Endgame was predicted a while back because they said they said it's been mentioned in a previous movie, and obviously, mm. Doctor Strange's big line in it is we're in the Endgame now. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's gonna be Endgame, did and then you? everyone was like, it's gonna be Annihilation, it's gonna be this, it's, and like overthinking, it's like it could be Birth of the X Men or this or this, and it's just like it's probably just gonna be Endgame. Did you have a go at the bingo? I did not know because oh, um, what? what I wanted to do was I wanted to see what because a lot of people put in for stuff and I wanted to see if there was like I didn't know how I didn't put out a clear rule of like being like oh once you've taken five that's your five so I was like oh if that if people do that by themselves I'll take whatever five's left and see but yeah I did it with um yeah I did it in my head and I was like a couple of stuff that I maybe wanted to see again like self but I couldn't put it down to five but I was yeah what were you pleased that you saw in the trailer then? Um, I liked how bleak it was. It was yeah. very clear that the event, like, we lost and this is horrible. And just to sort of, yeah, just the aftermath of the snapping and just this is a miserable looking thing. Everyone always complains that oh, Marvel movies are too happy. And it's just like, it doesn't look that happy yeah, to and me. I think as a trailer, it did a very good job of reminding you the end of the last the end of the last film was horrific yeah. all your favorite characters or huge amounts of your favorite characters were just just gone just gone or turned into sandman i cried yeah i know it was it was it was devastating and this trailer kept up that feeling yeah, and it kept just up the, the sort of bleakness i the think the best way to go through it is just to sort of go through the trailer i liked where Tony Stark was in this. I liked yeah. his, he was giving out a message and stuff like that, and it's almost like he'd given up. I feel like this is the film where we're going to get... Each film, Tony develops more and more, and you feel like, oh, his yeah. art's complete. No, 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 he's got more to tell. And I was yeah, like, yeah. maybe this is the one where his thingy is... No, don't no. And there were some cool theories as well, because obviously there's some time travel hinted at this with Scott mm. Lang, who we might talk, talk about when we get to the end part of this trailer. And that there was a weird, weird rumour that maybe, like, when he's doing the report log, because these trailers can always swap and change dialogue and all that, that maybe he's, when he goes back in time, instead of going um, and throwing the 
Chitari missile into random space, he goes to find Thanos and then blows up his ship. That'd be a bit too convenient. But I do like it's yeah, he's the bleak position he's in, he's sort of given up and and it was it was right to start with him because he's and the he's, longest yeah. standing superhero and he's in the in a in position the, where he was in the first Iron Man. He's like he's in it he's trapped doomed, trapped, yeah. Limited resources. But I think that's where Tony operates best. So mm. there is like who's gonna save him, maybe Captain Marvel could, you know, some uh four might get him, Korg might get him, which would be really funny. Korg. Or he might just do it himself, he might build some parts, might be oh a nebula, can I borrow your arm he and stuff might like that? Die. Yeah, which maybe is why Captain America's crying. He finds out and sheds a tear. But it would be nice for them to have a reunion before. I don't want them to end it on bad terms and not talking terms. That would be the, like that sometimes. That would be the most heartbreaking part. It would be like. interesting to to see them to see them explore grief of not burying the hatchet because that's a real serious life thing that you know you fall out with someone they die you oh, can't Cap, Cap's been through so much already with Peggy and that stuff when he kept flicking and seeing the finger Peggy was just like it it made me think okay yeah maybe he's going back to see Peggy like that with the time travel hinted mm, he might mm. go back to see Peggy they might all go back to right their wrongs which is why it was really cool to see Scott Lang at the end. Because I, I loved it. It was sort of like a whole... Um, everyone was like, oh, Captain Marvel's going to save the universe. Nah, this guy is Scott Lang. Yeah, he's come Captain out Marvel wasn't in it at all. No, no, but again, like, it's her, like, her film's coming up. You yeah, know, like, she you know, will be She's still it. a mystery, isn't she, until True. the big part. It's, it's like, like there'll probably be another trailer yeah. with her in it. Yeah, it's like Spider-Man when he was being introduced in Civil War. It wasn't until the very end when he got introduced. He was like, hi, everyone, like... One of the, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the trailers towards the end, especially after a movie, is her dropping down yeah. and being like, "All right, guys, let's do this" or something. Yeah, yeah. That um, line did like the Ronan reveal. That was cool. The sort of yeah. the cool badass haircut. Yeah, like his family's almost definitely been dusted. Yeah, like snapped, and now he's out. I am a bit curious why he's out killing people. Or like. He did get, like, in the comics, he got the Ronin gear after losing his family, so that makes sense. But I'm just like, it's Thanos you want, mate. Why are you just killing some... Ra-? But maybe he's getting information. I'm sure there will be a story point there that obviously Indeed. he can't cover in a four-minute, three-minute trailer. Two and a half minutes, so that mate. Cool. Two and a half minutes. It felt, oh, it was so good. It felt like seconds. Yeah. But it was very excited. It was brilliant, yeah. I'm just trying to think if this, like... There, there was a, there was a comment somewhere and it was really funny about uh, for how he's basically gone from this goddess and like Chris Hemsworth has put all this effort in you know worn the blonde wig dyed his eyebrows blonde and now it's just Chris Hemsworth wearing a jacket yeah <laughs> and it's just like oh is it yeah kind of <laughs> but like he's still four he's got like this is the coolest four we've seen to be honest that other one's a bit cokey and he's got the all the lightning and stuff like that and he's super OP now and yeah oh the Thanos Scarecrow that was cool from because uh, it was from like one of the Infinity War uh, Infinity Gauntlet comics like issue 6 or something seeing the Scarecrow which we did see in Infinity War but seeing that like Thanos is sort of like has wrapped up and sort of like sorry Mark's giving me spiel here um, I'm getting agitated but seeing that like Thanos is basically just like ah oh, my mission's done I'm gonna chill but I do feel like he's gonna have some regrets maybe or just like he's gonna ponder a bit and just be like 
was it all worth it and just like because there's going to be some satisfaction there but even when you've done something for so long and you finally got it is it going to be all that you wanted mm. and I think the, the trailer's very much added rather than giving yeah. us too much and the logo disappeared fading away indeed it's trade oh stop singing get your comics from your love Trader. Yeah, oh. so basically, Trader is the show where me and Mark... Mark and I. Whoever this I guy is. You know what? I've got me to chill with, so... There you go. I've got someone to replace you. Oh. It's basically... So me and Mark have different... Mark and I... There we go. ...have different tastes. I'm family-friendly. This guy's more adult. Not in a... Sci-fi horror. Not, not in a gross not, way. Not, not, not triple X. Just image. <laughs> not joking. Not just image. <laughs> so we'll lend each other books, basically. Each week we'll trade off. And this week I gave Mark Spider-Man. Which is quite topical. It's almost like we do this kind of thing deliberately. Exactly. I uh, wasn't sure. Uh, when you gave it me, I wasn't sure. There have been some terrible crossovers. <clears throat> Batman, Judge Dredd. And um, a lot of them are shameless cash-ins. But this didn't feel like that at all. It was really good. I well, really enjoyed it's a, this. Book. It's a crossover in their own sort of like universe yeah, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? A lot of them are shameless cash-ins, not so well written. Some of them are diabolical, and this one really didn't feel like this. That this one felt right, and the, it had to really. You I mean spoiler? There's a brilliant film out because of it. <laughs> well, yeah, it set the pace to basically to to showcase that Miles and Peter can work together because there, there was always this thing when people talk about introducing Miles, like, yeah, we've got to kill Peter to do it. Whereas this shows that, no, the dynamic between the two is Peter Parker's been Spider-Man since he's 15 in most incarnations. Mm. And Miles is just turning that age just about becoming becoming Spider-Man and how great would it be to see a Spider-Man that has a mentor who can actually show him the ropes Yeah, we've seen it in this film and we're going to see it in the video game as well because in spoilers at the end of the video game he gets bit So and in the DLC he's like oh teach him please and so it does and it means that there's a chance we'll see Miles in the MCU because of this amazing book and it did not yet, I hope, because Peter Parker in the MCU. Is no, still but very I mean, young. like in the future, like yeah, yeah, like slow your own. So I don't I mean. Know. I'm thinking the MCU is going to last forever. So you know, you got to keep the future. Well, it seems like it might. Like, you know, you got to tend for the future, and that's what they do. And like this box means they can. Yeah, Spider Man, like Spider Man. Just an incredible book, and it was a yeah. great way of bringing the best parts of the Ultimate Universe and the best parts of the Six One Six Universe together, and showing that the two can work. And I think it's a great reason why Miles continued on even after the Ultimate Universe didn't. Yes. And it showcased he is a strong character who can fit with these. It was a simpler crossover than others. It wasn't too convoluted. And and, and, and the cliffhanger at the end was unusual yeah. and different and clever. And Spider-Man 2, uh, it gets answered. It's yeah. A, it's a disappointing answer. I'm oh, is it? Lie. But it's, oh. Spider-Man 2 is an interesting story, and it does influence uh, Enter the Spider-Verse, so it's definitely worth checking out. Both of these are, I would, yeah, especially if you enjoyed Enter the Spider-Verse, check these two out, check out the Spider-Verse storyline um, yeah, by Dan Slott. It's totally different than the movie, which is really good that we picked this Spider-Man. Like, at first, I was like, oh, I should have got him Spider-Verse, but then I was like, no, no, no Spider-Man think... works much better, because... 
my like my, this is Miles's a bigger mile story. For yeah, him. and the, the the thing is, it was at the time it was a very very brave move. A new Spider-Man is a very very brave move. This isn't the Scarlet Spider. Yeah. This is a completely new teenage boy as Spider-Man, and that was brave. And if it had been written badly, it wouldn't have been well yeah. received. And Whereas had, this was just so well done. There have been uh, new versions of characters that haven't been well received in Marvel, and this just goes to shit like, which it just goes to show you've got to bring your heart and soul into that character. Like he's, they've got to be a full fleshed character. They can't just be, oh yeah, it's the same characters before, but now they're slightly different, or they're a different yeah. person, or they have a different name. It's like, no, you need to. Like, they need to have their own unique story. And Miles does. Like, yes. the conflicts with his uncle, yes. Prowler, yeah. um, his dad, and that, that that dynamic, it's all, you know, he's got his own sensibilities and his own, you know, plethora of interesting stories that make him his own unique story. I read this a, few, a couple of months ago now, and I'm glad I didn't read it at the same time as the film because this is different and this is well done and this is slower paced. And it was great. Yeah. It was a great book. Thank you. You are welcome, and I might lend you Spider-Man to uh, Spider-Man too at one point. Please, we'll let you know that the cliffhanger is a disappointing answer, but then there is an interesting story afterwards. And if you guys want to check it out, you do that as well. And uh, if you've got any thoughts or feelings on anything we said, if you've got Avengers four thoughts, if you've watched those two films or one of the two films, want to share your thoughts, get it on our social media, Facebook or Twitter. Just have a chat. Just let us know what you think. Um, and if you've read this book. I'll talk about that. And but next week, I think we might have some Christmas stuff. I don't we know. We have got some Christmas I don't know, stuff. I don't know, because whose week is it going to be? It might not be anyone's. Hmm. Mm. We'll never tell. Anyway. Well, thank you for show, listening, guys. everyone. <laughs> We've had a fab time. We hope you did, too. Great Scott. It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.